Matt. Scott. You know what used to scare me? Do you tell? Virtual reality. Still scares me. The making of it scared the shit out of me for a long time, and I, I felt like a dinosaur. Um, that this and this VR thing was coming and it yeah. was going to take over. And I don't get it. Uh, yeah, the, take over the craft that I love, which is filmmaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, wait a minute, I could tell stories in VR. And it was ama- amazing to me how f- fast that switch flipped where suddenly I was just absolutely excited about it. Yeah. Because um, it's a whole new way to tell the stories that I want to tell. Uh, and Story Hive, which we both know and love, is getting into the VR game in a big way too. Yes. So they've announced their immersive edition. It's now open and you can apply today or up until January 29th. Um, and they're giving $40,000 in production grants. Sorry, single $40,000 production grant to tell stories in 360 VR. 40000 That's crazy. Yeah. They've never done that amount of money for a single project. And I guess this is two separate projects because over the last, you know, however long Story Hive has been running, more than 100 filmmakers in Western Canada have made music videos, digital shorts, web series, and animation with the support of Story Hive. And now this is a whole new groundbreaking piece of, uh, of the Story Hive puzzle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so um, they're giving away 10 grants to filmmakers in BC and Alberta to produce 360 VR video projects that also have a companion short film right. component that go along with them. Um, but along with the, the money, you're also going to receive mentorship and training from VR experts, uh, and you get distribution on, of course, Telus Optics TV on demand platform. That's very cool. It is cool, and the mentorship is such a huge thing because, yeah. especially if you're not really sure about VR, this is kind of your way to really figure out how the hell to do it. Yeah, and I think filmmakers who are like, I don't know VR filmmaking, that's okay. If you've got a great idea, these mentors are going to yeah, help exactly. you get it made. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and for Alberta filmmakers, this is the chance to use new technology to do what you do best tell those stories, and you get that 40K to express your creativity on multiple platforms. Uh, you learn a new skill through those mentors, and you get to transport audiences to an extraordinary place using 360 video. Uh, you can find out more and apply on storyhive.com. Uh, we're so thankful to them for sponsoring the past few episodes. Yes. Uh, and now here is something from Ayatsi. Greetings, filmmakers, and welcome to this week's podcast. This is Damien Petty from Ayatsi Local 212, and I'd like to let you know about the Respectful Workplaces Workshop. This one-day course is taking place either February 10th or February 11th in Calgary. The course is perfect for all members of the production community and is taught by the amazing Natasha Tony. For more information, please visit the training portal at iatse212.com. Enjoy the podcast. Scott Westby. Matt Waterworth. How are you? I'm good. It's so cold in this town. It is. <laughs> um, we're back. We're back in Alberta for the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. Welcome. Thanks for listening. But mm-hmm. uh, when you say it's cold, is it because you're bragging? No, no. Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> because it was pretty warm here, actually, apparently. It was warm, uh, So yeah. we didn't really uh, miss the bone-chillingly cold weather, but it yeah. certainly was uh, sunnier, brighter, yeah. nicer in Los Angeles, California. So we just got back from Los Angeles, California. Um, this has been a trip that I've wanted to do basically since I started filmmaking, which is go to Hollywood mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on business. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we got uh, we got some money from the Calgary Film Center right through their Project Lab last year, and we spent some of that on a trip for you, me, and Kevin, our writer Kevin Dory, right to go to L.A. and uh, pitch this next movie. That's right. Yeah. And it was fun. It went well. It was cool. I mean, like, I, I, I think everybody, you know, when we, we've talked about this with Banff or with, you know, any any market with Berlin. Right. Um, you know, you can't go in expecting like, well, 
it, this is do or die. I'm either going to totally. get a yes or a no. And, yeah, and, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, it's a relationships business. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So this was a, this was a good experience for us to just start to uh, put some roots down in LA, get to know some locals, yeah. and uh, and then on the next trip we'll we'll go even bigger and expand it yeah, based yeah. on those those people we know. So what was the purpose of this trip? Yeah, I mean, I guess goal number one uh, was to uh, attach a casting director. Um, right. Like it or not, and we've and we've talked about it many times, but you really do if you, if you're trying to get. Uh, a movie made uh, that's that is not money you can pull out of your own pockets or right. or from your parents or whatever you're trying to you're trying to cast it with people who are um, notable enough that they can bring it's simple economics right if they're going to sell tickets if they're going to sell VOD if they're going to sell iTunes downloads if they're going to yeah, they're going to make it in it yeah and he's going to get butts and seats it's obviously going to help you get money because the people with the money who are giving money to films want to know hey how am I getting my money back so. Uh, so while the script is super important and it definitely is, this doesn't negate that by any means. Um, cast is super important. Yeah, I would say ca- to money people cast is far more important, more important than, than a good yeah, script. That's the, how bad movies get made. Right. Exactly. Uh, but you still need a great script to lure great actors. So right. yeah, not, they want not to negate that, that at all. Yeah, They want roles that they're going to have fun playing that, uh, that uh, is going to make them look good. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, uh, kind of goal number one was to, was to meet with casting directors who, um, really act as your agent when it comes to the casting process as a filmmaker you know the actors have agents you kind of need your go-between as right. well for various reasons that we could go on and on about but we met with a couple of great casting directors had some really good conversations and things are proceeding there was also a bit of a of a plain view uh element to it yes. um so if we can maybe do one of our our final in plain view quarters until we've got <laughs> some like screening right, right, right. Uh, we handed the DCP to our distributor. That was a cool moment for yeah. sure. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was exciting. So the movie is done and kind of out of our hands yeah, now, yeah. Uh, a little bit at least. Um, There's still all kinds of work to yeah, do. Yeah, lots but... to do still. But uh, yeah, that was kind of a, I mean, we didn't make it too big of a deal out of it, but it was a huge deal. It was a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, while, while I was there, I took a little bit of a vacation. Oh yeah, you were there Breyer. first. Yeah. yeah. So we saw Star Wars in the Chinese mm-hmm. theater, which was incredible. Right. It's one of the best screens in the world. It's where Star Wars premiered. Star Wars amazing. I'm super amazing. exciting. But we saw a trailer for uh, a movie that shot here in Alberta. Yes. Called the, at the time it was called The Salutrine. We, we talked, talked about, about it on the podcast. Yeah. It is now called Alpha. Okay. Um, and it kind of reminded me of The Revenant, which was a little bit unfortunate. Wait, you saw it? Saw we it? saw the trailer for. Saw the trailer. Okay. Yeah, for for Alpha. Gotcha. And um, you know, it's a survival story, but it's set you know 20,000 BC, right? And uh, it's about this man uh, who 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 breaks his leg you know, on a hunt and, uh, and kind of befriends this wolf. Um, and the hook of the whole thing is like, you know, it's the first story of man and, and his best and his, you know, how he meets, how he makes dog, right. how this all happens, oh, okay. this whole the, the relationship that lasts for, you know, right. Many right, thousands right. Of years. Oh, okay. Interesting. There's this guy in the theater behind us and the trailer is over and he's like, he's one of those guys that has to make a joke at everything. He's like, yeah, they should have called it best friends. And, uh, <laughs> it was just hilarious. Cause it was like, <laughs> it was like not a comedy and like, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess people are, yeah, it's, it's, it's going over well, I guess, but yeah. Great, great. So yeah, a lot of hope for that movie, of course, because uh, the better it does, the more, you know, Alberta gets some love. So. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. we're recording this. We usually record it the week before. This is Monday. Yeah. So if we're talking fantasy movie league. Right. We are kind of You did well. Done. Uh, yeah. I, did I do okay? You, I mean, yeah, you did. Oh, shut what, up. Yeah. What am I on the... Oh, I'm number one. Oh, did okay. You, right. did, you, did you win the week? I did. Oh, shit. I shared the honor with Kino Matson. Who's killing it? Uh, yes, we yeah. both had the same score, um, and for me, kind of like bowing out 
for you were two yeah, or three were, weeks where I had nothing. I'm in fifth defeated. overall, so I'm pretty I'm pretty impressed. Uh, but Kino Matson uh, remains in the lead uh, overall with Breyer close behind. It's a tight race yes. between those two, although he is pulling ahead quite a lot. Yeah, there's a bit of a gap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I came in, I think, 15th or 16th or 17th this week. So <laughs> <Did you? laughs> I'm not good is the thing. Um, and now, but I'm in 12th overall, which is also not great. Um, Den of Thieves was the movie to grab uh, because it was, I mean, and I picked it because it was fairly cheap considering how big a cast it was. And it was kind of looking like it was going to do well. It was also that starred movie, that cheapest oh, movie with the best score right which gives you that two million per screen bonus right which is very important if you want to succeed though the week before we're talking about this way too much but the week before you could you could get a perfect cineplex i think without oh that's a without a uh, best value no, no I'm, oh. I'm wrong the, the it that was a weird week because it was a yeah, four-day week yeah, so yeah. there were so many the changes numbers too. changed a lot but the greatest showman ended up being the one that you right. needed that had the star and uh, I think you did need that for a perfect cineplex. This is uh, anyway. this is the best time of year to get involved because yes, you got a couple it's of weeks. Oscar season. Yeah, and uh, it's a mess. Like it's a crapshoot <laughs> as far yeah. as what's going to do it's well. So hard with the yeah. Oscar movies. Yeah, um, but yeah, now is a great time to 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 join because uh, there's only four weeks left or so in this in this round. So you can use those four weeks to figure out how it works and to understand the game. And then once the next round starts, you'll totally get it. Oh, show. All right. What else is going on? Uh, Oscar nominations are coming up tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, my God. I had no idea. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, Do you have Um, any predictions or anything? Well, so I participated. We know, of course, that the Calgary International Film Festival is is doing their usual VIP Oscar party event. Right. um, Which is super fun. Sounds super cool. I've never been, but I want to go. So I I participated in this contest they're having. And I assume you can still do it today. If you're listening today, Monday, uh, where you guess your all the best picture nominees. And if you get the most correct, you get VIP passes oh, to, sweet. to the event. So, yeah, I put out, you can find it on my Facebook. I put so out my list. Say. No, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I put out my list of uh, films I would suggest that I think will be nominated for Best Picture. I think I put Molly's Game on there, and I have since seen Molly's Game. Now I don't think it's oh, going to be no. a Best Picture nominee, but it was great. Yeah. I, I loved it. I just don't think it's going to be in there. Right. Uh, what about you? Um, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just hope that a woman director gets nominated. That would be nice. <laughs> At it? least one. Like, yeah. can we, can, please, like, yeah. just come on. Who is the, who is it? I mean, um, Patty Jenkins, of course. Lady but, Bird. Who, who directed Lady oh, Bird? Oh, of course. Um, yes. Yeah. I don't, I, we should know, me, but, but uh, uh, that would be Lady nice. Yeah. Bird. That's the big, one of the big Oscar contenders for sure. It's, uh, oh, Greta Gerwig, of course. Ah, uh, yes. right, right, right. Yeah. Great performances in that movie yeah. for sure. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, I didn't realize it was so soon. That's exciting. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're next month. We were just at the Kodak right? Theater. Yeah, <laughs> walking up those steps. That's right. Um, so some some exciting news uh, from Ampia. Uh, they've concluded a successful China mission. We've talked about this quite a bit, uh, but they're back now. And um, they, they apparently they've signed a couple of uh, MO, MOUs, which are short for, what are they short for? Memorandum of Understanding or something like that? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, so it looks like that was a success and it looks like they're going to try to get some co-productions going out of that. So Yeah, it's exciting to to see two organizations like this say, you know what, we're going to make it happen. Um, and and so, uh, yeah, I mean, if you've got an idea that could be a Chinese yeah, yeah, GoPro, this is, this is get a, in there. A, you've got support if you want yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh there's there's been a study done on the economic uh, output of uh, the television program Heartland, um, and which is kind of cool. You should definitely check it out. Um, but there are some interesting facts um, 
like suggesting that uh, the drama, which fe- which films in High River and across southern Alberta, contributed three hundred and fifty one million dollars to Alberta's GDP, which is pretty amazing. I mean, I suppose that's over the entire. It must be over the entire life of the show. Um, but that's an incredible achievement and yeah, absolutely. Um, a really good touchstone for people who, who, you know, who are trying to show the worth of the film industry. I mean, imagine if we had 10 of these shows happening in this province, it would be, it would be a, yeah. a game changer. Yeah. And I think that's something that, uh, we, we can't always put such important numbers to, I think, right. It, yeah. It's a little bit like fuzzy. So it's nice to see something super concrete come out. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course it just, it, it justifies like how much love we have for Heartland and how important yeah. it is um, f- to keep our crews here. So, for sure. Um, so we've been talking a lot about harassment and workplace safety. Um, mm-hmm. You heard about it earlier uh, with Ayatsi's message at the start of the episode. Yeah. Um, and uh, Minister uh, Melanie Jolie uh, came to Calgary to meet with entertainment groups to talk about harassment and workplace safety. Um, was that in Calgary? Maybe it wasn't. Oh yeah. Actra. Yeah. Actra met with her and, uh, oh, cool. and, uh, the first meeting, which was hosted by the Professional Association of Canadian Theatres uh, and the Canadian Actors Equity Association. Um, and a quote from her was, from Jolie was, I've asked my department to make sure that our grants and contributions are linked to making sure that there's zero tolerance for harassment in the workplace, in our arts and cultural sectors. Um, so it's so great that she's, uh, you know, really taking this seriously um, mm-hmm. as are our mm-hmm. organizations. And we're going to be talking a lot more about this. As are we taking it yeah, seriously. We're going to be doing an upcoming episode all about that topic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Canadian Screen Award nominees announced, and uh, you can check out all of the nominees uh, in the show notes, but I just want to mention all of the uh, nominees from Alberta, and big congratulations to them. Um, Those include Secret Alberta, The Former Life of Amber Valley, um, uh, Global News Calgary's NewsHour at 6, Global News Edmonton, uh, they did a story uh, about Fort McMurray called The Road Back uh, and Calgary's Nomadic Pictures for Christopher, ha- sorry, Hairdall? Hey- Hairdall's yeah. performance in Van Van Helsing, which is cool. Uh, Alarco Entertainment and Mosaic Entertainment for Alan Thicke's uh, work in It's Not My Fault and I Don't Care Anyway. Uh, 724 Films here in, in Calgary for uh, Alberta-born writer Emily Andrus's work on Winona Earp. Um, and uh, an additional nod for Winona Earp Digital, uh, for which 724 worked with uh, Digital Howard, Inc. Um, also, of course, Cal- uh, Calgary's Andrew Fung for his work in Kim's Convenience. Um, and, of course, he won the uh, award last That's year. That's right, yeah. Uh, so let's make it a double. Uh, and then Peter Oldring for This Is That. Um, so lots of really awesome projects Absolutely. getting some recognition yeah. uh, uh, countrywide, which is yeah. great. So we had a cool guest today. Yes, Absolutely. Um, we learned that her name is pronounced Nadine. Nadine, Nadine. yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Nadine is just one of those um, filmmakers who uh, just just gets it done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, relatively new to the community um, yeah. and has done a, an ton. unbelievable yeah. amount and in a short just, time. She's just one of those people that knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how she does it. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really dig into it, but you know, she took me out for coffee one time. I think she just she doesn't care about like being shy or like like she just when she decided to do it she dug in and yeah. she got to know the players yeah. and i mean anybody can do that yeah absolutely um and she's just a wonderful person yeah um and uh let's let her speak for herself uh you could be a little, a little bit closer, closer to that. 
Yeah. Sorry. It's no problem. Yeah, just because then we're all the same. Mm-hmm. We're all the same. Way we don't have to balance. It's helpful to speak into the microphone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the best way to podcast is speaking into the into the mic. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's been a couple of years, but I, I did my radio show for two years. So. I was going to say that's right. You have you have some experience in this world. What I was do. that all about? Um, that <laughs> was really fun. That was called spooning and forking. Right. And it was right. um just a conversation about food. Cool. Yeah. And it was on the radio? Yeah, it was yeah. on CJSW. Oh, cool. What, yeah. uh, what about food? Kind of everything. Really? Um, I, I re- How it sort of started was, actually how it started was I worked at CJSW for, um, I did their funding drive coordinating twice, and I brought in jambalaya one day for during the funding drive, and I'm a really good cook. You made jambalaya? Yeah. That's the funnest food name there is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really delicious. Yeah. And the programming the programming director at the time um like just lost his mind over this jambalaya. And then I guess a little while later somebody asked me, "Oh, well what kind of show would you want to do?" And I had gone on a food travel study program in to Europe and um and I just I like the idea of food and I like what it does for community. So I, um, was like, Oh, I want to do this pod or well, and it was podcast, but, um, this radio program on conversational on food. So I would talk to experts. So like we'd theme each episode. So like sausage making, and then I would talk to, um, chefs or sausage makers, or, um, there was a fellow who owns a store that you buy all the sausage making equipment. Oh, cool. Sweet. Um, Make your own sausage. Yeah. And um, uh, we did one on cheese. We did one on CSAs. Not jambalaya. I didn't get that far. Did you turn it into a podcast afterwards? And then it was. Is it? So can you listen to it now still? I think so. It was on iTunes. Okay. um, Wow. And it was actually syndicated at three other radio stations. Oh, awesome. That's pretty cool. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you talk about the Great British Bake Off at all? We did not. Do you know about that show? Yeah. Holy shit. (laughs) It's amazing. Which one? The American version or the British one? The British British one. one, The real one. Way what? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm watching it right now. We should be watching Oscar movies, but but Brian and I are both like, no, bake. Bake off. Bake off. It's, uh, it'll be my recommendation at the end of this episode, but yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely, yeah. It's delightful. Um, Quick story about the word jambalaya, just because I don't know if I'll ever get it out again. I, I know, uh, I know, I have a friend who uh, I worked, uh, I worked in the car rental industry for a couple of years, right after high school, and uh, I worked with this this friend who was a chef in a restaurant, a couple of restaurants. Um, cook is probably the right term, uh, and and he uh, worked at a Joey's, um, and. This the fish or the the the, the, the fancier end. restaurant, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and he and they they would have a guy come in every day, differently abled fellow, and he would come in and they would just give him a cup of coffee, and he would always look at the menu, but he would never order anything. And so I guess the waitresses would would occasionally come around and say, "Hey Jeff, you gonna get anything today?" And he would just look at the menu and say, "Jambalaya hamburger." <laughs> 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 Which is funny, uh, yeah. and so that that became a thing we said. Uh, a jambalaya hamburger, yeah, yeah. That's I guess that's on the menu. That's, oh, that's okay. the the key piece of information is, is it that jambalaya hamburger. The jambalaya hamburger on the menu. Which is very funny, uh, and then in his voice yeah. is even better. So, <laughs> the end of that story. So. Oh <laughs> when the hell do you get to tell yeah, a story really, like wanna, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I feel like we should talk about jambalaya more often. Yeah, it doesn't come up enough on, no, this, it's on true. this podcast. For Certainly sure. not. Yeah. 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 Maybe spooning and forking. No, it didn't even come up on a food <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but there were so many other amazing things. We went to uh, Sylvan Star, the um, cheese guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That oh. cheese good? You went there like yeah. as like a remote and did a, an interview there yeah. sort of thing? Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. that's, that's awesome. And then I went out to BC one time and I talked to an oyster farmer. Nice. Wow. Which was really amazing. This is awesome. And it, but you're self-financing this, I guess, right? Yeah. 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 So, so doing it for the love. I was doing it for the love. And nice. I, I mean, it's community radio station, right? So of I was course. just like, yeah, I, I'm not independently wealthy. I need to do something that I can like make some money. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It was fun. That sounds super cool. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to check it out too if it's on iTunes. Yeah. So, so why did it stop and, and what happened next? I mean, well, 2013, it was because I was moving into film. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was getting busier and, cool. um, and I just couldn't figure out a way to monetize that podcast because. Join the club. No, I'm just <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and especially with. It was a, the radio station is mandated, right? And it's community run and um, they don't pay any of their programmers or any of that kind of thing. Right. So like there just wasn't an opportunity. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. So some of the other, some programmers have gone on to um, having shows like music shows on right. CKUA or CBC or something like that, which, right. you know, they can, they make some money that way. But, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the CJSW is definitely a, like a for the love of it. Right. Of right. course. Yeah. Because it's a wonderful place. Yeah. I've heard that they, they even say in their in their spiel uh, that don't expect this to be a stepping stone to a, a legit radio gig. That's not really the route. Yeah. That people take. But. Yeah. So, That's yeah, cool, so huh? I just moved into film and um, yeah, just started. Just, down that just started snowball. what? Just started what? <laughs> rolling down Do that tell. mountain. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. What yeah. made you make the switch or go for it? Um, well, I guess opportunity. Oh, okay. I mean, right place at the right time. Cool. I, um, I sort of always wanted to tell stories in some capacity or other. Right. Like, I mean, that was my whole, all my academic career and 20 years of that was all writing and poetry and um, definitely crafting words so it just kind of seemed like an extension mm-hmm. cool and, i mean i think i had that secret dream of being an actor mm-hmm. right um that i that was super super secret until i did radio and then that kind of was giving me confidence oh. to um to be like oh okay okay i'll take a class so i took a class and and then yeah it just snowballs cool so. awesome. what class did you take I took Essentials of Acting oh. at Company of Rogues. Oh, how was that? It was amazing. We actually haven't really talked about Company of Rogues. No, in this no, podcast. we don't. Oh, there, it, you know, it's it's kind of unfortunate because I think a lot of in Alberta, in Calgary, it seems to me that the arts are kind of a byproduct, right? It's just kind of like a flight of fancy, or it's not really seen as like a serious. Um, Location right, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's not enough work to support, like yeah. for for the most part, a full time. Exactly. Kind of thing. So even in the institutions and like the training centers, um, like the University of Calgary, several years ago, they um, their arts program like all kind of amalgamated 
um, with a whole bunch of different departments, which happened right after I left. So that was, I mean, it was all, it was happening. And so it was really sad. Um, and then when the Mount Royal theater department kind of, you know, got the, the ax. That doesn't, that doesn't happen anymore. No. Don't they have a theater? The theater program? I, no, but like, don't they have a, a big theater? Like They do. Um, and I think they still have the music conservatory, oh, okay. but okay. the actual training of actors huh. and performers, both of those programs were, were cut. Wow. And so Company of Rogues was the only, basically the only training right. program in Calgary. Wow. Right. Um, that, I mean, that's kind of, has a good reputation. Right, and of course. Long standing. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, uh, people and so yeah i took a class there and they're just it's awesome yeah nice it's awesome and it felt good and it just was really collaborative and it, you know getting into acting was all i was also very um kind of uh afraid because right. i just thought it was i mean what we what people see like on tv and all that kind of stuff you sort of, they're like at arm's length, right? And mm. so I just felt intimidated by that. But right. when you get into it and you start working with people, actors and filmmakers and artists are some of the most generous and kind people I've ever met, which is weird. Hmm. It was really weird. And so I just, I really felt I found my people. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's awesome. Wow. It's Sweet. so hard. Acting is. It's hard. <laughs> like I grew up acting and you have no fear and it's fine. Yeah. But I mean, you get like nowadays I get in front of the camera and it's just like, oh, my God, I have to like say these words and make them sound natural. And uh, yeah, it's so funny. That's like I feel like acting is one of those things that everybody just assumes they would be great at. And they'd be like, they'd be, I could I could have done that, you know, if I'd wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But damn, is it hard? Yeah, it's a different story. I was just I was just shooting a tape and I was reading for, for the actor and. <laughs> Uh, why you go? Why did you go there? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. trying. Like, I'm trying to like provide something for them to bounce off of, right? Yeah. And be decent in some way. And it's like it's tough. It's a tough thing. I did that for uh, Aaron Douglas when we were shooting Plainview. Oh, yeah. He wanted. Him, yeah, I read for him, and uh, I was reading the script beforehand because I'm I'm kind of acting with Aaron Douglas in a way, and yeah. uh, I don't want to screw this it's up. Amazing. And I was like, this script's actually pretty good. And then I just botched every line. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know if he got that part, but if he didn't, it's my fault, mm. not his. Mm. Yeah. And that is that is something that they teach you and when you're trying to learn how to self-tape is get a good reader. Yeah. 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 My husband is not allowed to read for, with me. Oh, really? I will not put something on tape <laughs> before I ask him to read for me. Seriously, wow. he is that bad. Oh, wow. And it's so important <laughs> yeah. to have a good reader. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Like, like any performance, you need someone good to bounce off of mm-hmm. to not just to get the words right, but to, but to give you some sort of totally. emotional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. acting was kind of the first route into the, but yeah. you were also writing. I was writing and, um, yeah. And actually the highest mark that I ever got in my entire academic career was in screenwriting. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, which is amazing. And uh, where at? You see. Oh, okay. They, cool. It was a summer course, and there was an, a visiting um, uh, professor who is in LA, and she's now become a good friend of mine. Her name is um, Sheila Jenka. Cool. And so she writes, and um, it's a sweet name. Yeah, and she's just so amazing. Um, yeah, and I just kind of was like, okay, this is clicking. You know, it was always poetry. That's right. always going to be a poet. Um, you know, 
I think there's less money in poetry even than <laughs> filmmaking. Than screenwriting than in acting. Calgary. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Funny story. So my my husband, he um years and years and years ago, I wanted to take a makeup course. And he's like, uh, no, it's really competitive. And <laughs> um <laughs> he's like, it's really competitive and you know, it's kind of I don't I can't remember what he said, but he was just like, no. But he's pretty plugged into the makeup community. Mike is Mike knows <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, super yeah. And and my argument back was just like, okay, it's okay for me to be a poet, but not a makeup artist. Right. Well, poetry I don't think is terribly competitive. It's extraordinarily competitive. <laughs> I bet it is, yeah. But yeah. there's like two people who make money. That's on just it. it. That's right. why it's so competitive, right. yeah. yeah. Like, so it was just it was just kind of funny. So yeah, poetry was sort of my thing. And I always when I wrote poetry, it was always very visual. I mean, it still is when I, when I write it, but, um, cause I just, I just observe a lot. And so it just seemed like it was a natural connection to go from imagery and visual poetry to, um, to film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah, I just started writing and I was acting and writing and a friend of mine, um, who was also an actor were like, well, I, you know, we can write and we can act, but we want to make a film. How do we do that? Mm. So we contacted a friend of ours, um, or, well, she, it was her friend. And uh, I don't know if you've had him on here, Todd Kip. No, not yet. We should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We were just talking about him the other day, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's great. Yeah. And so we contacted him and we were like, hey, you know, can we kind of pick your brain about how to produce, go from here, this idea and some words to here. Right. And so we met up with him and uh Kurt Sharp. Did you know Kurt? No. He's buddies with um Todd. Okay. And and it was weird because, you know, we were telling them the story and then halfway th- um, I get kind of animated and I was telling the pitch and but it wasn't a pitch at the time. It just halfway through I realized. Oh, I'm pitching. Oh, yeah. I'm pitching. Yeah. And <laughs> But I didn't even know what that was at that time. Right, right, right. right. And um, and they were like, "Yeah, we're in." And I was like, "Oh, well, that kind of mm, yeah. that's not really what I <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah what I thought was going to happen." Yeah. But okay, right. On. You were just kind of asking for like advice, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, what are our next steps? Right. <laughs> and so they're, they're we're in. So then we ended up doing like a casting session, which was crazy. And um, and then and then at one point. Kurt was like, you'd be really good at producing. And I was like, oh, okay, what does that mean? Like organizing stuff and like putting mm-hmm. it together and putting people in the same room. And, and right. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, my God, I've been doing that for 30 years. Right. And um, and then Todd got some funding for another film that he was doing, and he asked me for help with casting. So then I started helping him with casting, and then he was like, oh, well, why don't you just produce this with me? And so then I did that. What was that film called? Um, that was Constellation Prize. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. And then um, he asked me to help out with some actor paperwork for his previous short film, which you were on, I believe. I, I probably did insurance on it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so then I was doing some paperwork with that, which, uh, so I started learning about the actress stuff. Um, and then I was on Fargo as a BG, which was really fun. First season, 
you can't even see me. So can we see like your shoulder or your elbow or something? You can see the top of my head. Okay, cool. <laughs> Which, where, when, what happens? In a dinner party. Dinner party. In season yeah. one? In season one. Okay. Um, yeah. Hmm. What dinner party? I'm trying to remember. I just um, kind of watched it recently. Uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton's yeah. dinner party where they. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dentist. Yeah, dentist. yeah, yeah, yeah. Aces. Yeah, yeah I yeah, love yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So you can see the top <laughs> yeah. of my oh, cool. head. And um, so when uh, season four comes here to film, right. hopefully, uh, please let me audition. <laughs> right. Because you can't see me. Character has not been established. <clears throat> not been established at all. <laughs> yeah. So the question is, do you put it on your resume? Mm. I don't. No. Like wait, next time you audition for Fargo, yeah. you tell him you were in season one? Or do you like, no. Yeah. no. No. Okay. Yeah. All right, you got this all down. Yeah. Duh, Scott. Yeah. Okay. Well, for <laughs> for other people like myself who want to know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. And so, so then I was on Fargo, and I was sitting there talking to another person, another actor, um, about what I was working on. And at that time, I started working with Todd on his documentary, Some Other Guys, which just, um, like he uh, it premiered, I believe, at Calgary yeah. International, yeah. and then, um. I don't know. I just saw on Facebook the other day that he's got some kind of announcement happening. <gasps> I don't know if it's in re- regards to that project or what. So, um, but so yeah, so we started talking about, or we started working on that doc and I met Ron Devitt and he was like, Oh, what are you working on? And I started telling him about the doc and, and he's like, Oh yeah, I know about that one. And He's like, oh, well, you know, I've got a couple short stories. We should meet for a coffee. I, you know, I'm a writer and director. I'm like, okay, cool. So we met for coffee and then he had these two stories that he told me. One had to do with like a soccer team of 12-year-old boys. And I was like, I'm not touching that. And then he told me this other story um, about a kid who kind of, uh, who, what's the log line? Um, a kid who was obsessed with uh, John Lennon and when John Lennon died and then like his parents were splitting and, um, <clears throat> and I'm not going to give the story away, but anyway, that was who is Riley Oaks. And so that was the oh, second okay, yeah. film that I uh, produced, right. fully produced. And, um, and then I went, I'm like speeding through my timeline here. No, this is good. Um, so then with Riley Oaks, I went to a film festival in Nevada called, uh, the High Desert International Film Festival in Pahrump, which is an Pahrump? hour. Pahrump? Pahrump, Nevada. Nevada. Oh, yeah. Which is an hour outside of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's a tiny, teensy, weensy little town. But they have a roller coaster, don't they? Not in Pahrump. No? What am I thinking? Prim. I'm thinking of Prim. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. I don't know that one. Prim and Pahrump are <laughs> fun, they're conflicting cities. They don't like yeah, each other. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And, and it was, so we were at one of the parties, which is why I think going to film festivals is so important. Mm. And you'll see why. Um, so I was at one of the parties and I was talking to some folks that I had met. One of the code, like the executive directors or something of that festival is also the marketing manager for the fellow who wrote a book called Pimp and owns one of the brothels. Oh, okay. That's a huge yeah. book, isn't it? Like, Yeah. A, yeah okay. A, a Pahrump brothel? Outside of Pahrump. Oh, okay. Right outside. So he's a, pump, a Pahrump pimp. Kind of. Cool. But it's outside this is, the is this like one of those famous, the like the, what do they call it, the doll ranch or the- It's the bunny ranch. Bunny ranch, right, right. Yeah. So he owns the bunny ranch and- Oh, wow. And- um, oh, I think I've heard this guy on a podcast, actually. Probably. Yeah. He's like all over. Yeah. And 
Rodney, the, the fellow from the festival, was trying to get me, <clears throat> he was pitching me. And he was like, oh, you should do a movie on this guy. And here's the book. And da, 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 da. And, and, and I just, my curiosity just was huge. Sure, yeah, of course, like, yeah. Well, how do, these, how do these women, like, are they totally exploited? Right. And um, how do they make a living? Um, you know, are, are they forced into this? Right, of course, yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. And um, and then I met a director who had wanted to do this documentary on a dominatrix, and uh huh, here we are. <laughs> here we are. What? We're we're not there yet. <sighs> Keep going. That was that was still a while ago. That <laughs> no, was still a while ago. <clears throat> and so now I'm producing a documentary on a dominatrix. And what cool. is that? What is that involved so far? Not not like we don't need to get into sex specifics, yeah, but no, like. No. Uh, yeah. uh, so yeah, when, well, when I met Bears, his so the director is Bears Fonte, and he's out of Texas. We met for lunch in Death Valley. Perfect, um, as you do, right? Meet yeah. for lunch. Is there in any, Death Valley? What, what is for lunch in Death Valley with Bears? Yeah. <laughs> what is it's, <laughs> this, this is this is one of those what is happening in my life moments? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I mean I was afraid that the tires of the rental car were going to melt. Right. Yeah, because yeah. It, I at one point it was 124 yeah. degrees oh. on the thermostat in the oh, car. No. Yeah. Like you couldn't like everything was just you know wavy, yeah, wavy because yeah. it was so hot. Right. right. And so Bears and I just had lunch at this little jambalaya place. Place. <laughs> I think I had a chicken burger. Yeah. He wasn't jambalaya. Not he, a jambalaya hamburger. No, he I had, had that. a jambalaya hamburger. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> that would be a better story. If, oh God, I wish I was smarter. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. Just want to interrupt uh, Nadine here for a second um, to tell you about the Calgary Film Center, uh, one of the sponsors of this season. Uh, the Calgary Film Center is a world-class screen-based production facility, suitably equipped and serviced so you can execute your next project with ease. They have 50,000 square feet of purpose-built sound stages, and they also have 20,000 square feet of multi-purpose warehouse and workshop spaces, uh, complemented by their anchor tenant, William F. White, Canada's oldest and largest provider of professional motion picture, television, digital media, and theatrical production equipment. Uh, William F. White is is literally attached to the building, so you can just walk next door and, and grab you know a light or, or something that you might need for your production, uh, and it's all in-house. It's really kind of a, a one-shot, one-stop shop uh, solution for production in Calgary. Um, the Calgary Film Center's aim is to deliver production support for local, national, and international screen industry projects in a purpose-built venue designed to service individual client needs. Uh, they also deliver programs to engage and support innovation and excellence in the film and television industry. They're super supportive of local filmmakers. Uh, we're huge fans, um, and you can find out more at calgaryfilmcenter.com. Yeah, we were, I was just, he was like, I want to do this documentary on this woman who kind of lives in, in the in-person sessions, but also online um, in the dominating thing. And, and he's like, it's really important to kind of have mostly female crew and definitely a female producer. Um, you know, it's right. Of course. And, um, and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm in, let's, you know, talk about this and, and stuff. And so he and I talked more about it and we contacted her. Um, just, it's kind of crazy that it's a <laughs> <laughs> this is happening. Um, uh, she's like pretty like the elite of the elite, right. essentially in this in this world, and um, in this particular niche in this particular um, market. And so we contacted her, and she was living in Paris at the time. And my 
light bulbs go off and I was just like, oh my God, can we go to Paris and film? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. we're going to Paris. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, that's that happening, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I'm like, I put my mind to something yeah. and I just do it. I don't know how I do it, but I just do it. Right. And so I was like, yes, I'm going to Paris to film. And I uh, can't wait. Did you go to Paris? Not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> not yet. All right. oh but it might still happen. Right. Uh, we have four production trips planned this year. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, one is still up in the air. We don't the know Paris location one? yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it should be. You should see what her life is like, you know. Well, she home. doesn't live there anymore. Oh, no. I know. I know. So, oh, no. like, we, we Skyped with her and we kind of were like, oh, this is the story. We want to do this. And, um, and she's like, yeah, I'm in. So then Bears and I, uh, we kind of cobbled together some money, our person, like, you know, airline points and hotel points. And, um, and we hired a uh, local cinematographer, Kara Artem, mm-hmm. who is just magical. And, um, that was interesting too, cause I'd never met her. I'd like knew of oh. her and I was like, Hey, will you meet? Uh, can we meet to talk about this potential project? I want you to come with me traveling around the world to <laughs> film. film a dominatrix. Yeah. Like essentially yeah. porn. Right. Um, right. That's a fun are ask. You, are you in? Yeah. Even though we've never met before. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you can imagine, right? And, yeah. I mean, she's just lovely. And uh, I mean, it was equally as scary. It's equally as scary for me. And so we planned a trip last year. Um, to get some footage and like I, 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 the plan was to go with whatever sweat equity and dollars that we could come together, um, put together and film some footage and then make pitches out of that. And so apply for grants or even pursue private investors and that kind of thing. Um, It was really tricky for me because once it all got sorted, bears is in the States, he's in Texas and I'm in Canada and, um, so we're like, okay, well, I know people do co-pros all the time, but at that point, and even still, um, until we get these projects out, I didn't have the experience to apply for some of the right. larger funding, like the telefilm right. or hot docs or those funds. And so I kind of was like, well, what am I going to do? How am I going to get this funded? Like, this is really travel intense. Uh, obviously I want to do it well. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to ask people to do this traveling, taking them away from paying gigs at home for free without compensating them some. Right. Somehow. Somehow. Um, so, yeah, we just we got a lot of footage, met a lot of people, put together this little five minute sizzle, which is definitely not safe for work. Um, and. Yeah, I got an investor. Yay! So there's still lots to do. <clears throat> yeah, we actually leave on. Is this time? This is timely. This right? is going out today. Okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Uh, we actually leave on Friday for okay. uh, two weeks, and so this will be our first. We have four production trips planned, um, and so uh, this will be our first tech like. Technically, it's kind of the second. Mm, right, because you're going to use what you shot for the sizzle reel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but this is our first under this right. new company. That you know that it's going and you've got a proper, yeah, you know what your budget and is and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we go to Las Vegas for a few days and then we go to San Diego and Los Angeles. On the same trip? Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. 
So you and Kara kind of, and that's it, or do you have anyone um, else? Actually, Alex Mitchell is. Oh, also, Alex, awesome! Right he's on. on it now too, and cool. he's uh, our sound person. And then we have a camera assist out of Seattle. Okay. Um, named Roxy Ewing. Cool. Another yeah. Sweet so name. yeah, it's pretty cool. So there's five of us. Like there's myself, Alex, Kara, and Roxy, and then our um, talent and her assistant. Right. So it's seven of us will travel everywhere. That's so exciting. That's pretty wonderful. Exciting. It's very exciting. So you act and write <laughs> and produce. You're doing your own documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no possibility that you've got any other thing Project going on. <laughs> oh, I do. Moment. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, I've moved into directing. Right, right. Um, how did you know that, Matt? <laughs> how did you know that? <laughs> uh, yeah, We. so I just directed. I mean, I... You know, wanting to the producing thing, I'm pretty decent at it. And um, if anyone, if anyone listening has not seen uh, Nadine's binders, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she's on. She's being humble because these things are like eight inches. There's like they, she has to get like custom binders to fit all the paper <laughs> into these things. Yeah, you are easily the most organized and binder utilizing person that I've ever yeah. met. <laughs> yeah, the binders are really, really important. Yeah. Um, and they're not for sale. Um, <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine who who also is equally as obsessed with binders and organization. And she had done a gig at one point, and they were like, "Oh, well, how much can I can I buy that binder for you?" And she's like, "Oh no." Like why? Like to learn? Like to dig in and like reverse engineer it? Or yeah, yeah. Because the information is just like there's so much information, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like all your contacts, all your phone numbers, right? Of course, your schedules, like quotes, how much everything costs, like. Everything is in those binders. Mm. Everything. <laughs> so you're a paper person. Oh my god, I am obsessed with stationery. Is my Achilles heel. Ah, what's your favorite weight of paper? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Actually, no weights. I don't know. Welcome either. to the paper podcast. One pound. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about food. We can talk about paper. Uh, we can talk about cats if you want to go there, but let's not. Uh, yeah, no, I am obsessed with stationery. I can't go into reads without spending at least fifty dollars. Wow. Uh, did you say reeds? Reeds. <laughs> oh, you mean like the, the oh, store? Okay. On 17th oh, is that you, what you do use for like a copy place? Is that? No. No? It's, oh, it's like, I've never been. It's, it's uh, just like, a, it's like a stationary store. It's like Grandin Toy or Staples or something. No. It's <laughs> no. like, imagine if they were like a, like a 17th yes, it Avenue. It's the same thing. 17th version <laughs> uh-huh. where it's like cool. Oh, I see. Okay. It's yeah. also party place. So oh, okay. yeah, that's right. right. You know, if you need any kind of like umbrellas, if you're going to have like a, say a tiki themed party, uh huh, you can get the umbrellas yeah. there. Oh, you really should check it out. It's actually a pretty cool store. It sounds cool. Yeah. yeah There's yeah. masks. Right. Also masks. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so. So average stationary curio and stationary things. It's like half and half. It's like half of it is stationary. The other half is like party themes right. and right. cards and stuff. It, yeah. You just, you just gotta go. Cool. Yeah. So, but tell us about yeah. the parent council. Yeah. So the parent council. Um, yeah. So like, right. Uh, you know, writing and producing and I was always doing it for other people's stories. And, and I felt like as a producer, I, um, really had something to say like creatively, but I also don't want to step on other people's toes and, you know, in the writing and the directing kind of thing. So I was like, well, I'm just gonna, you know, I can make films, figured out how to do that. Um, okay. I can get money, figured out how to do that. Well, why am I not doing those things for my stories? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
now the parent council isn't my story, but uh, that came about with Patrick Creary and I, who, um, you know, we're, we've got kind of a slate of projects that we want to produce and make. And he wants to move more into producing and I want to move more into acting. So we're like, okay, well, this seems kind of perfect. Cool. And he's got this really great project called the Parent Council. And we applied, he applied for a story hive uh, in the fall and for the web series pilot. And we got it. Nice. And so, Yay! Yeah, very exciting. <laughs> and we uh, put it together. I directed it and I loved it. Like, I just, I love the prep of it. Um, I love the creative aspect of it. Um, it was very strange for a whole bunch of people to be like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Where I'm used to being like, what do you want? What right, you right, want? right. Asking other people, yeah. Um, and so that felt really amazing. Yeah. And yeah. Cool. We just sent it off. To I was going to say, I just saw on Instagram like two, two yeah, or three days ago. Out. Yeah. I think today is actually delivery day too, as we're. It, what is the date today? It's 22nd. Is today the 22nd? Yeah. I think so too. Today's, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. so tell us about the, the, this directing thing. Mm -hmm. What, what did you, what were some big takeaways or some big things that you learned or, uh, yeah, now that you're on the other side and you kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I know that I don't know a lot, um, because I, you know, I didn't go to film school. Um, and I, and I know that. Um, and, uh, I guess I, so I, What it, the thing that I, I went into it. Yes, I was prepared, and I. You had your binder. I had my binder, <laughs> and I had all my floor plans and, um, and stuff. But I and I surrounded myself with people who I knew knew what they were doing, because I think that that that's kind of. It's important. It's important, yep. right? I mean, you put together a good team and let people do their work, and they're going to perform for you. Yeah. Um rather than micromanaging because I've been in teams where, where there's one person micromanaging everything and then it's just a, a slog and you're just like, oh, I'm, whatever, sure, I'll move this this way yeah. and not care. Right. Mm -hmm. There's just no care. So that was important to me. Um, and and there was a couple moments where I'm like, oh, shoot, like I, I, I guess I second-guessed myself a lot on the last day. Um, it was pretty rushed. We had you know, we had two days to do 12 pages. Yeah. It was six, like six, eight. On one day, there was six characters who are all pretty much equally weighted. So like, that's a lot. Yeah, mm -hmm. a lot of coverage. Yeah, yeah for A lot sure. of coverage, right? And um, and that day particularly was eight days, or it's eight pages. Right. Of, with six people. So there's right. a lot of moving around. And in my head, I had it planned in how we should do it, but then that isn't really the way that you're supposed to do it, right? Like you do your master and then move in. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm like, oh, well, I don't have time to shoot this 36 times. Right. right. So in my head and as I'm going through the, the script, I'm like, this is, I need this, this, this. And so then I organized my shots. I'm like, well, we're going to get these shots from here and then these shots from here and then these shots from here. Right. But that's not how you do it. How do you do it? Well, you, you know, you do start with the wide and, well, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Right. So I kind of got a little bit, um, messed up there. Right. Um, we got enough, we got, and I'm happy, I'm really happy with it, but I really wanted to kind of move around the table more and right. get two more camera setups. 
um, it worked. It worked. Yeah. yeah, it totally worked. And um, so that, I mean, that was my takeaway, like was just to be a little bit more, no, I know that this is what I want right. to get. Yeah. Whereas I sort of acquiesced, I guess, to other people who are yeah. definitely more experienced in making films mm-hmm. and being that close to the camera yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, um, which is fine. It's like, it's great. I'm not bothered mm-hmm. by it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got to, you've got to learn that process somewhere oh, yeah. totally. sometime. Yeah. So. Totally. And that was the, the really great thing about, about story hive is that, um, that it, it's kind of low stakes. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when monetarily wise, sure. right? Like, yeah. um, because it's funded. Mm-hmm. So y- you can make those, those errors. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's what it's for. Totally. Like that's why story hive exists is to give, little opportunities to yeah. new and emerging new filmmakers. filmmakers. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like give them a little bit of money to actually do something right. And then they can grow from there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, a, I mean, and that how this came about last year, um, Patrick and I applied for the telefilm um, micro budget and, and totally fair. Some of the feedback that we got was like, well, you know, they're both actors and she's produced how, do they even think, how does she even think that she's going to direct hmm. something? And I'm like, fair, fair crit, totally. And so this past year I've done three things. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well here, this is how. Yeah. There you go. So, that's I mean, great. it's just kind of, and that's the opportunity, right. Of, of story hive to be able to create these little pieces that you can then put in your portfolio or any kind of applications for bigger and larger projects. Right. That, yeah, right. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So it was fun. And it nice. was comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm always, when I'm cast, it's always for darker roles. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, <laughs> I love it. And I can right. go there, but um, I want some brevity. Right, right, of course, yeah. Why didn't you act in it? In Parent Council? Yeah. Um, I don't want to act and produce in one project. Okay. Mm. Acting, for me... Um, and the way I, like, I just, it's two different brains, right? Right. There's so much emotion and, um, I, I can't turn it off and on like that. Like I really have to concentrate right. and really have to be there in that really vulnerable emotional right. space. Whereas with acting, I mean, with producing and directing, producing more, um, there's a vulnerability, like you can't, yeah. right? You have to. You got to have that armor on and be clear yeah, yeah. and direct and like really right. not be loosey goosey and go with the flow. Right. And right. directing, I think you have to have that larger kind of higher up vision, whereas acting is momentary, right? Totally. Like, it's moment to yeah, moment yeah. and you just have to be right there with that person, right? And yeah. just kind of let the world and let the pieces fall how they will. You don't do that with acting. I mean, with producing and directing, right, yeah. you right. can't. Yeah. Right. Right. So. So you save the acting for fault line. Yes. What's, What's that? that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you guys! Are... We know everything. How? <laughs> 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 I know everything. I, I feel like I try to keep everything so close to the chest. I'm actually, not. Your, well, your face is on the poster. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Wasn't that just yesterday that that poster came out? I think so. Yeah. Or the day before. Yeah. Yeah. That's. So that project kind of happened uh, with two actor friends as well. Sort of, we started putting that together a couple of years ago. 
Um, Kirsten wrote it, and she came up with this incredible idea, this incredible concept. It's just, it's dark and mysterious and super intertwined and, like, re- relevant and, like, and I wouldn't, I don't know if it's timely, but it's uh, geographically well-suited for here or any kind of uh, industry, oil industry kind of locations. And... um I started as a producer, like I helped kind of get the project going with Stacey Harrison and Kirsten Langhurster and um, to get the first, Kirsten actually funded it to put together again, like sizzle thing so that we could go to Banff Media and pitch it and um, start doing it that way. And uh, so I, I mean, I said at the very beginning, I was like, I will help produce up to the point where I have to start acting. And then at that point, I need to not do it. Um, and so at that point, we brought in Eric Durnford to uh, co- to co-produce. Um, and then I just stayed as an actor. Cool. On that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because that's a pretty hefty Role. Yeah, it's pretty dark. Cool. Where is it at? Is there anything we can see at this point, or is it? It's going to be on Story Hive. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Um. So it's a it's a hundred K project, right? No. Or no. No. Oh, it's, it's a, one what, of ours, like one of the pilots. A web series oh. winner. Yeah. Yeah, it's a web series winner. So, um, so it's going to we're wow, it's in competition with Parent Council. Yeah. Oh, fun, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> which is really, you know, which is. <laughs> Hey, so vote for both. You're doubling so, your odds. So, it's great. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Uh, so vote for both. Right. Um, but also uh, tell us fund both. Right. Right. You right. Know? Please. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at the the recipients of the hundred k, you know, some of them have have been previous projects mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's another opportunity. If yeah, obviously only one of them can go forward. So yeah. But and, you've got but now you've got a pilot too, right? To, well, to exactly. Go shop like, elsewhere. Yeah. So we've got yeah two pilots and um you know. I mean, I think both projects are going to go ahead regardless, right? right? Um, we'll just find a different avenue if, you know, whichever one. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that these are the two that are in contention. Of course, there are others. That <laughs> there are others. There are 13 others. <laughs> right. But um, which are, you know, very good as well. Yeah. So, um, it's good competition. Is it open to the public, that screening that's going to be happening of all the I think so. pilots? Yeah. I do believe so. So that's this Sunday, right? February it is. No, no, February fourth. Two weeks February, from now. Yeah. February fourth. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. All the information on at that. the Globe or something. Yeah, keep an eye. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll share it, share it we'll, yeah. if we if we come across it. Um, so what's going on now? What else is what else is what's next? Well, so working on this, um, the Dom Doc. Um, Does it have a name yet? Or a working title that just uh, Wicked along? Eden. What? Wicked Eden. Wicked Eden. Wicked Eden. Eden. Oh, okay. sweet. Yeah. Cool. Because cool. that's the name of her dungeon. Okay. Ah, all right. Sweet. Yeah. And uh, and I love it. I just love the name. Um, and then I'm also doing, I'm directing and producing another documentary on FemWave. Right. Right, of course. Um, with, and that's with Kara as well, isn't that's it? That's with yeah. Kara. Yeah. Yeah. Once you find someone like totally. Kara, <laughs> oh, yeah. you do not let her go. Right. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then I called her last week and I'm like, hey, um, so there's this other short doc that I'm doing on my friend who um, is a performance artist. And uh, will you shoot with me this day? <laughs> so I'm also doing a short doc on um, a visual artist in Calgary. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, 
and then, yeah, and then writing a lot and um, going to, you know, still the, the telefilm project from last year that we applied for is not dead. Like we're still pursuing some other things and cool. taking all the feedback that we get and awesome doing all that. Cool. Well, you're up to quite a bit. Where can people kind of follow your, your journey and where can they find out more about you? It's really kind of a mess right now, <laughs> but, um, quirk girl. Okay. Dot com. Oh, right. You have your own production company, right? Yeah, quirk girl.com. Okay. Um, Instagram is quirkgirl underscore productions. Okay. Uh, Twitter is quirkgirl. All right. Like quirky as in quirk. Oh, we right? got it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I a like lot it. Of, uh, sometimes I get like stuff back from lawyers and production right. companies and it's quick. Quirk. Oh, quick. Oh. And I'm like, mm, mm. no. No. Quirk. Oh. <laughs> so maybe I should have thought about that, but it's. No, it's, it's you can't. I like it a lot. That kind of stuff. And yeah. I like your logo too. Yeah. And the logo was really great. Mm-hmm. And, um. Yeah, so Quirk Girl underscore Productions for Instagram. Um, I do have a Facebook page. Twitter is just Quirk Girl and um, and then QuirkGirl.com. And awesome. Nadine.com. You have also, Nadine.com. You have That's Nadine.com? So awesome. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nadine. N-A-D-D-I-N-E. Two right. D's. That's so impressive, though. So it's Nadine, not Nadine. Exactly, yeah. Oh, Nadine. shit. I've been saying it wrong my whole life. Awesome. Now I'm going to say it right forever. Nadine. 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 Like a, I didn't like realize a, there was a difference. It's a schwa. Nadine. Yeah. It's like, it'd be like scat. Or Scott. Yeah. Oh, I see. Or Scoot. Yeah, Scoot. exactly. I don't Nadine. go into that with, I'm just. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Life is too short to. No, no. Nadine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now it's on record here. It's on the record. Right. Well, yeah. you have the dot com, so. I have the dot com. But you don't have Nadine.com. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Nadine. 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 Not Nadine. Nadine. Not with one. Nadine. <laughs> no, because there's so many. <laughs> there's so many Nadines in the world. I think it's so amazing that you have that website. Uh, all right. So go there, check out more, and thank you for joining us. Yay. And be patient because it's not really that updated my website. Fair so I need uh, to. <laughs> it looks Don't great. sell yourself short. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Nadine. Yay. Thanks, Nadine. 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 Oh, so much. So we got lots to do. Yes, yeah. uh, that was great. Thanks, yeah, N- she's Nadine. Um, and like so much going on, you got to check her out. You got to dig into. Yeah, what do you follow her? Yeah, she's um, she's exciting to to watch. Not sure. to mention that you can always reach out to her because, uh, she, like we said before, she's she's got her her talents in the film industry really really quickly and intelligently, and she does good work. So take her out for a coffee because she's uh, she, I'm sure she yeah, would she's be happy, happy to, to share, share. or or Skype Skype uh, if you're in Edmonton. Yeah, Scott, we have so much to go over. Briar told us there's a lot, and she was not lying. Uh, no, there's, there's a, a ton. lot of news. News you can use. Yes, a lot of news you can use. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's brought to you by Bleeding Art Industries, uh, and and they're doing this tip series, which I'm such a huge fan of. Uh, so the hot tip of the week uh, is about something that Bleeding Art Industries has been making for years now, and people all over the world use it: blood. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Number one, kudo. It's washable. However, when you're doing uh, the effects, makeup, wardrobe, or props, do not start your cleanup with wet wipes. That will only set the stain. Oh. Yeah, that's interesting. Always rinse first uh, with clear, warm water and then use soap and warm water. And you can realistically fake a blood spill with a reusable silicone blood puddle. No stress, no mess. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's... We, we, we should have gotten more into that. That's I think, really good plain stuff. View. Yeah, yeah, it was the, it was the silicone uh, blood puddle. Uh, so find out more at bleedingart.com so you can create your own bloody cool. Nice. Well, uh, coming up uh, for deadlines, we've got the HK Film Art uh, deadline coming. 
this is following up on the recent successful conclusion of Ampia's trade mission to China. Uh, and there are opportunities for Alberta ma- media professionals to work with industry experts in China. Um, so this is the uh, this is the the fund that you can apply to for support uh, for your you know the, the maybe the development process of of your um, China possible Chinese co-production. Um, so there are a limited number of complimentary film art visitor passes. So I guess this is a, a kind of a, a an info session. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Uh, and it's put on by the Hong Kong uh, Convention and Exhibition Center. Um, so you can find out more information on the show notes, um, and they're accepting free applications for those th- free passes until January 25th. Uh, Upstart uh, is a workshop that has something for everyone. Over an eight-week period, participants come together every Monday night to film scenes uh, and watch their work from the weeks before. So it's uh, it's really about exercising the directing and acting muscles um, and just working on those relationships. So there's not a ton of cameras or lights or anything like that. It's more about communication between directors and actors uh, and then getting coverage uh, and focusing on performance. It's awesome. It is super awesome. Uh, we've both done it uh, multiple times, and it is worth uh, every minute of your time. Uh, and the registration is now open. Um, they start on February 12th uh, in Calgary, and I believe the Edmonton one uh, will be coming up Um so, uh, yeah, find out more at ampia.org slash workshops slash upstart. Uh, so the Shaw Rocket Fund is going to Kids Screen, uh, which is a, um, a conference uh, happening from February 12th to 15th, and they want to represent Alberta Productions. Um, so they want to know uh, about your... Uh, your awards, your you know news articles, uh, what what you're up to as a filmmaker, um, any new milestones, social media stuff like that. They want to take filmmakers' info and and kind of show it off at this event. Um, so it is, uh, I believe, for folks who are working in the family right. world, yeah. uh, and uh, you can submit to them by uh, emailing and sending images to Lisa at RocketFund.ca. Uh, but you need to do that by February second in order to be included in the showcase. The Lieutenant Governor of Alberta Arts Awards Foundation is seeking applications from emerging professional artists for the 2018 Emerging Artist Award. Uh, This is uh, an award that happens every other year, and they will give $10,000 cash to up to 10 artists. Uh, The deadline to apply is February 9th, uh, and you can apply at uh, www.artsawards.ca. The International Festival of Winter Cinema submission is still open until January 28th. Uh, you can check out filmfreeway.com and search for International Festival of Winter Cinema. And that's a, a perfect uh, film festival if you've got a you know winter sports-focused uh, short or feature. Um, that is exactly the place for something like that, so check that out. The Calgary Underground Film Festival has a call for submissions. Uh, the deadline for that is February 5th. Uh, they've got some awards and prizes uh, that they're going to be giving out at the festival. Um, so if you've got a film or a sh- uh, feature or short or doc um, that you want to submit, go to filmfreeway.com slash cuff. Uh, established in 2012, this $5,000 AFA scholarship is awarded annually to a young Albertan film and video artist who shows extraordinary talent in film and video arts uh, and who demonstrates a clear educational or training goals. So this is uh, this is an opportunity for a young filmmaker uh, to uh, get some money um, and and you know really execute their their plans for education or becoming a, a really full fledged filmmaker. It's called the AFA Film and Video Arts Scholarship, and the deadline is March first. Okay, upcoming events. Uh, hashtag YEG Film 
Can we call it Yeg Film? Yeah, I think it's Yeg yeah, Film. Okay. Uh, Edmonton's Film Accelerator and Networking Community hosts its second Screenplay Cafe on Saturday, January 27th. That is this Saturday at 6 p.m. at Fava's Exhibition Suite, where real actors read a whole feature script written by an up-and-coming Edmonton screenwriter. Uh, so come to the cafe where they will read Adam Bentley's topical script, The You That You Want to Be, uh, over pizza and refreshments. Um, yeah, some some great readers here. Uh, the writer will also be present. Admission is pay what you want, and all the money goes to support Edmonton artists. So check it out. Yeah, the uh, We Dream in Glitches uh, Particle and Wave Media Arts Festival uh, event is uh, still coming up uh, on February 1st. Um, it's happening at the M Media Screening Room, and it's free admission. Uh, doors are 7, screening is at 7.30, and um, it's going to feature artists from around the world exploring isolated landscapes of visual spectacles, both nostalgic and strange. Uh, if you want to get into animation, uh, Quick Draw Animation Society has a bunch of different workshops. They are all starting uh, this week. Um, they're all 12-week courses, uh, and they, they happen on various nights of the week, so Tuesdays, Wednesdays nights uh, for 12 weeks. So uh, After Effects, um, what else is there? Uh, intro to Toon Boom Harmony. Um, animation fundamentals and projects in animation. So there's uh, a ton of different classes you can take. Um, and this is kind of your last week to get started on that. So quickdrawanimation.ca. Uh, those will, of course, all be in Calgary. And they're uh, just under $400 uh, for uh, tuition. Uh, did you cover all of the quick draw stuff there? I think so. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. All right, yeah. great. Uh, so then I will talk about the uh, first aid uh, CPR level C event. Again, that's happening for IATSE uh, permittees and members. Um, really cool two-day course where you can get fully trained up in first aid with CPR and AED's level C certification. Uh, it's happening on uh, the 27th uh, of this month. Um, from 8.30 to 4.30, and participants should bring a lunch, and uh, you're, then you're going to have your your full first aid requirement for your application to IATSE if, uh, if you need that. Um, so check out uh, IATSE212.com for more information on that. Uh, if you want to learn makeup... This is cool. We've been yeah. talking about this person Yeah, for, Gail Kennedy um, is uh, a fantastic uh, makeup artist. Emmy-winning makeup artist. Emmy-winning. I'm looking at her awards right now. She's won... Uh, like seven or six Ampias. Uh, she's won one primetime Emmy nominated for another four, five Emmy nominations. Yeah. She's been nominated for a CSA. Unbelievable. She's been nominated and won uh, Hollywood makeup artist and hairstylist guild awards. Wow. Um, yeah. She's, she's, she's awesome. Uh, she lives right here. She lives right here in, in uh, Alberta, uh, in Calgary. She's hosting a theater makeup uh, course at Dawn's hobby shop. Uh, sign up now for the theater, theater makeup masterclass. Um, let me see here. Don's Hobby Shop and Theatrical Supplies are pleased to host Gail Kennedy for a one-day masterclass in theatrical makeup tailored for school drama departments and theater groups. Uh, Gail will be demonstrating various character makeup designs on high school-aged people. Teachers attending the class will learn how theater makeup can create characters and personalities for the stage. Makeup can enhance performance by transforming appearance to reflect health, profession, economic status, age, etc. So this is happening this Friday, January 26th, from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. at IATSE, a local 212 on the second floor. Um, registration is $300 and uh, includes the course as well as theatrical makeup starter kit valued at $200. Uh, I don't think you can beat that price. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That's amazing. Uh, uh, Scott, have you ever heard of uh, projection mapping? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever wanted to learn more about, you know, those videos where you've got like, 
crazy animation happening on a building or outside. I haven't read the news ahead, but I'm assuming you're going there. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, yes, I this do want to know more really about cool. this. sounds really cool, yeah. So Matthew Waddell, or Waddell, I apologize if I've got your name wrong, uh, at the Ghost River Theater Audiovisual uh, uh, world there is working on a uh, is teaching I guess a workshop or, uh, called video produ- projection intensive. So it appears to be a four day, eighteen hour workshop that's going to get you uh, trained up and covered on all the topics revolving around projection mapping. And it seems like there's uh, the idea is to also include performance in it. So right. you're going to need to. Uh, I don't know if you're creating. You're probably creating the content that you're you'll yeah. be projection mapping and then and then creating a project that can you know an actor can interact with it or there's some right. interactive element. So um, how cool uh, and unique an, an opportunity. Absolutely uh, it is. And uh, yeah, you got to check this out. It's happening February 1, 2, 3, 4. Uh, evenings, uh, well, evenings on the weekdays, week, week I believe, um, uh, during the day on the weekends. Um, and it's happening at uh, the University of Calgary, and it's $375. Um and you don't have to have any previous knowledge of uh, the software used, but it is called Touch Designer if you want to check it out. Cool. Uh, more information in the show notes, of course. Um, that is going to be the future of um, house decorating for Christmas. Oh, of course. And Halloween yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Because if you can projection map your own house, mm-hmm. just imagine all the amazing stuff that you could do Unbelievable. with it. Unbelievable, yeah. I mean, we're starting to get there where people are just like blasting like those like sparkly yeah, lights, like lights just, which yeah. I'm not a fan of. No. But Projection mapping, man, is going to be sweet. That is, I yeah. mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mount Royal is hosting their uh, regular film production assistant workshop. Um, it's a single six-hour course happening on February 3rd from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's $129. Discover how to be the ideal production assistant. Get the information you need for this entry-level position in the film industry. Uh, the workshop examines what is expected of a production assistant and prep for the extreme demands of film production. I took this course when I was getting into the industry um, and it scared the shit out of me. Uh, oh, really? I think it, well, it was supposed to, uh-huh. right? Cause it was supposed <laughs> right. to be like, get ready for a 14 hour work day. Right, of course. Right. Yeah, get yeah. ready to be working in, uh, some harsh conditions sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, and get ready to meet some of the best people that you'll ever meet in your entire life right, uh, and right. have a wicked fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, here's what you're, you know, here's what's going to happen. So it's not required to get onto a film set. This, right. Like the set etiquette and protocol course is right. Um, but it is supplemental, uh, and it, it definitely helps, um, prepare you for a life in the film industry. So I would definitely recommend taking it. Uh, you can check out more at mountroyal.ca I would, or just Google Film Production Assistant Mount Royal or check out the show notes for more information. I think uh, you heard about it at the top of the show, but IATSE Local 212 is doing the Respectful Workplace Training Workshop uh, happening on February 10th and 11th at 9 a.m., uh, lunch is provided, and um, I mean, this is all this is all going to be about uh, acceptable and unacceptable workplace behaviors, including those that are considered bullying and harassment. Really timely um, workshop, certainly, um, and certainly one that I think everybody could could use a refresher on uh, because the world is changing, and uh, our industry in particular is in the spotlight uh, when it comes to harassment and abuse. So, check it out. Show notes uh, or iatsi two twelve dot com. Uh, so what's shooting in Alberta? Tin Star continues its pre-production march until February 5th when they will go to camera. One Under Earp Season 3 has started. They are now shooting um, until May. That's a that's a good long run. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Christmas Cupcake, a feature right. uh, by Dylan Pierce shooting in Edmonton. And True Fiction, another feature shooting in Calgary. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, there are some job calls coming up as well here. Uh, the The... Uh, great company, Pyramid Productions, does a ton of production. They're looking for a set designer, wardrobe uh, manager. Um, so you can check out the show notes for that. There's lots of information about it. 
Um, but we're trying to wrap this thing up, so I will let you check it out if you're interested. Yep, same with uh, the CSAF uh, is is hiring a festival and social media intern um, for a short run um, to help uh, with the 26th annual Artifact Small Format Film Festival, formerly the $100 Film Festival. Um, so you gotta kind of have to want to do social media. Um, it's the job actually starts tomorrow, um, so I'm not sure if they are still hiring, oh. but, but I haven't heard anything to the contrary. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they said it was open until uh, until they it was found someone. So yeah, so uh, so if you're interested in social media, it's a great way to kind of get your feet wet um, and, and get some money promoting a festival. Uh, you can check out more at csaf.org. Uh, cool. So that's it. That's oh, all. Oh, we did it. That was pretty fast. Uh, that was not too bad. Yeah. yeah. All right. What do you recommend this week, man? Uh, I'm going to recommend uh, an incredible place for tacos. Oh my god! <laughs> you you gotta you gotta go a bit of a distance. How far? It's uh, well, it's just down the coast. Just down. <laughs> it's down in California. A place called Salazar. Incredible tacos. They are incredible. changed my life. Yeah. Um, uh, it's in Los Angeles. If you ha- if you happen to go, I highly recommend. Yes, yeah, and it's a place you can bring people too yeah and it's outside yeah. it was it was very it cool. was super yeah. fun and the tacos you're right they were exceptional yeah it was fun yeah um i'm gonna recommend the great british bake-off oh right of course um <laughs> it is a reality show uh but it's britishy so it's not like next week they're you british stressful it's like the prize for the winning the season is like um a cake platter like mm. a cake stand that says I won the bit like there's no money involved um, so the stakes are pretty low uh, which means that everyone's nice to each other oh, right. um, and you know they're baking like it's not and none of them take it that seriously they all have a good time uh, of course every week there is one eliminated um, so that they can find the, the best amateur baker in the country mm. they have Canadian uh, and American versions um, I haven't seen them but the, the British one is, is just a delight and puts a smile on my face I Did you talk about it. them last week too? No, I talked about them while we were in LA. I kept, yeah, oh, right, I, I wouldn't right. stop talking about it in LA. But you talked about it in Nadine's show. They've got to be a sponsor. We got to get them on. The great, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I push them enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just um, some nice, light, fun uh, entertainment. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you to Briar. That was a lot of news. Yeah, the um, time. And, and she's the one who makes that all possible. Uh, so uh, give her some big ups if you see her or yeah. on social media. Give her a high five or uh, something. She she really does make it all possible for us to have all this great news for you uh, in one quick uh, hit, bite sized, bite sized piece. Uh, Chad Blaine uh, does the music, and Britt uh, does our art for the show. It's like a jambalaya of news. Mm, yeah, jambalaya <laughs> hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so if you are a filmmaker, uh, this podcast is for you, uh, and it's also about you. So share something that's going on with us and we will be sure to share it with the community. Uh, if we got anything wrong, like your name, for example, mm. or if we miss something, um, or, or, you know, anything like that, if you have a correction, please do let us know. We try to be as accurate as possible. Um, and any, any little information helps. Totally. totally. So how can they, how can they reach out to us? You can reach us at hello at abfilmcast.ca. Uh, and we'd love to hear about whatever you've got to share, but you can also reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, uh, you can you can follow it all at AB Filmcast uh, for all those platforms. And of course, the podcast is on iTunes, so you should check it out right. there and subscribe Give and five star. So now we're on to the, the most professionally polished produced part of the yes, podcast, yes. which is uh, <laughs> the people who do the audio people who actually do audio post yeah. for a living. So here's a final message from our uh, sponsor, APA. And after you're done listening to that, go, go make, make something. something. The Alberta Filmmakers Podcast is proudly sponsored by APA, the Alberta Post-Production Association. APA represents technical and creative professionals working behind the scenes in editing, sound, and visual effects. Our members live here in Alberta and support producers with expertise in picture editing, color grading, graphic design, compositing, audio post, music scoring, and so much more. 
For more information about post-production, visit APA online at albertapost.org.